When we choose love and compassion, we create connection. In my Life and Laughter podcast, we find ways to choose love over fear. I'm your host, Perry Kinder. Hey everyone, this is Perry Kinder, the hostess with the mostest desire to avoid burning out this holiday season. I say it every year and I intend to every year and I've been getting better at it. I've been learning different techniques to try to stop that just overall fatigue and overwhelm that seems to happen, especially for women during the holiday season. And we're in the middle of it now, so buckle up. When my daughters were little, I thought it was up to me to make their Christmas perfect. We did all the things. It started before December 1st when I would shop for the advent calendar. We have an advent calendar where somebody gets a present every day. So I had to buy 24 little gifts catered to each person to make sure that, and, and even, so they didn't fight about it. And on the night of November 30th, my little cherubs would go to bed and I would spend the evening decorating the house. So when they woke up in the morning, it was a beautiful Christmas wonderland. And there were two reasons for doing that. First, it gave me time to surprise them with the Christmas magic. And second, it kept them out of my hair while I was trying to decorate the house. They always rearranged everything later. That was fine. They played with all of our Christmas decorations. That was fine. But there was one night when I could put everything up and it was beautiful. Anyway, off, off track. So I would get up and do that. I would make, we made different kinds of sugar cookies and decorated sugar cookies. We decorated gingerbread houses. We did secret Santas for our neighbors, for our friends. We went downtown to look at the lights. We watched Christmas movies. I made toffee and fudge. We would read a Christmas story every single night leading up to Christmas. We sang Christmas carols. We went to family parties. We went to school parties. We shopped for the perfect presents. I made homemade Christmas dresses that all matched each other, which I'm sure they just loathed, but they looked beautiful. And not only did I make their Christmas dresses, but I made dresses for their dolls to match. So yeah, it was a little bit over the top, hand making Christmas ornaments and just doing all the things on top of just being a regular person surviving in a regular world. And I loved doing all of those things. But when Christmas was over, I was usually sick. I was definitely exhausted and bordering if not experiencing a nervous breakdown. I'd like to burn those incense cones. Stay with me, stay with me. They're little triangle cones that you light the top of the incense and it just, it burns and it smells really good. I I like to burn those during my morning meditation. And I place it on the incense holder and I light the top and I meditate. And as the incense burns down, it just releases this beautiful smoke. And when the cone is burned up, it's still sitting on the holder, a little tiny gray cone in the shape of the, the cone before it burned down. But if I touch that cone, it completely falls apart because it's just a pile of ash. And to me, that's what burnout feels like. You've given everything you can, and you're just a pile of burned up ash that's easily going to float away in the wind. So how can we celebrate the holidays without becoming piles of ash that easily fall apart? There is a way to do it. There has to be a way to do it, but it starts with, as everything starts with when you create change, self-awareness. 
And the first thing that you should do, and I have a list of things that you can try. You don't need to do all of them because again, overwhelm, but maybe choose one of these tips to in, insti instigate, incorporate. I don't know what the word is too early in the morning today to add to your life to maybe ease some of the holiday tension. So the first thing to do is to question each holiday tradition. I, I love the phrase that traditions are just peer pressure from dead people. I think that is so, you know, this is the way we've always done it. Since the Mayflower, we've always done it this way. Well, things during the Mayflower time weren't that great. So maybe change your stupid traditions. So question everything that you do. Do you have to make 17 different types of cookies each year? Do you have to spend hours making homemade dresses for dolls or children or homemade pajamas for every member of the family, including the dog and the cat and the rabbit and the parakeet? Is that necessary? Does anyone even like Christmas caroling? Do you do it? Why? Is shopping for every member of the family killing your mind and your budget? Could you change to a secret Santa with your siblings? In my family, I have four siblings, and years ago, we decided to take turns buying for each family. So I only buy for one sister this year. Actually, I'm buying for my brother and his wife and his child. But we're not buying for everybody, and it really is so much pressure not to have to find gifts for all those people. I love them dearly. Love them so much, and if I could, I would buy them all a plethora of gifts, but I don't, and I can't. So there's that. So look at how you spend your money. Are you putting up Christmas decorations that mean things to you? Question it. Every, every decoration in your house, look at it and say, is this necessary? Is this meaningful? Does this have value to me? Or is it just something pretty that I like to throw up every year that we have to store in boxes for the rest of the year? Because you know, you can throw decorations away. It is not against the law to throw away Christmas decorations. So the first thing, question each holiday tradition. Is it something that you love? Is it something that you want to do? And then second, talk with your family. Sit everybody down. It could be just your, your spouse. It could be just you and your cat. It could be you and your kids. It could be you and your siblings. You and your all of your extended family. If you have a lot of group activities, sit the family down and then do only the things that you love this holiday season. I know, mind-blowing, right? Do things that you love. Who would have thought of that? So maybe each person talks about their favorite holiday activity. Maybe you'll narrow it down just by doing that. Maybe there's only two family activities that everybody loves. Nobody likes having the fruitcake scramble, and nobody likes having the hide-the-elf hide the thing that that's just terrifying. Maybe talk about it and then don't do things you don't like. I know, it's, it could catch on. It's revolutionary. And just Marie Kondo the shit out of Christmas. Every tradition, every item in your house, everything that you do, the question should be, does this activity, does this tradition, does this decoration, does this burden spark joy? If it doesn't spark joy, you toss that sucker. You do not have to spend your month doing things that you and nobody else likes to do. So to recap, 
First, question each holiday tradition. Second, talk with your family and choose only the things that you love to do. Third, ask for help. Ask for help. Ask for help. For some reason, women think they have to be Christmas martyrs and sacrifice themselves on the altar of tradition in order to make the Christmas holiday special for their entire family. Don't buy into that. That's that's not true. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it all at all. You can sit in the bathtub for the month. I don't care. It is not your job to create holiday for the entire world. <laughs> Stop. So ask for help. Instead of making 17 types of cookies, ask each person to create one or two of their favorites. This is another tradition that my family incorporated years ago before my mom passed away. We would all spend so much time making our own batches of cookies because it used to be a tradition in our neighborhood that we all made different types of cookies and we took them around to neighbors. And now nobody talks to their neighbors anymore, so I don't even know if that happens anymore. But my siblings and I got together with my mom and we decided we'd all just bring two, two types of cookies. We'd all get together one night, we'd have soup, we'd have rolls, we'd eat cookies. We'd take everybody's cookies and make different plates. We had an assortment of cookie treats. And then we'd go home. And we didn't have to bake for 14 hours a day to make all these stupid cookies. So get creative. When you ask for help, it's not saying you can't do it. You're saying you don't want to do it anymore. You don't have to do it by yourself. Maybe you can ask your partner to do some shopping. Again, for some reason, women think that, the, the, that they are the only ones who can shop for decorations or arrange a festive get-together or buy presents for the dog. I know men seem fragile and... Fragile? Oh my gosh, I need to go back to bed. Men can seem fragile and weary and irritable this time of year. But a lot of that is because we are acting totally bananas and they have to put up with us all month. Has it ever occurred to you that they can help? What? I know. Again, revolutionary. Maybe your husband can shop for the dog. Maybe your husband can make his favorite cookies. Maybe your husband can decorate the Christmas tree. I know it is actually possible. Give it up. Let somebody else do it. Ask for help. Maybe even let the kids decorate the house. Get out all the boxes. Have at it. Maybe you go sit in your bedroom and read a book, trying not to hear breaking glass or fighting. They're just Christmas decorations. Will it be perfect? No. Has it ever been perfect? No. And it will continue not to be perfect. So let go of the control and ask for help because this is completely about controlling the situation. And you'll be surprised if you ask for help, first, what it feels like in your body, it can feel really, really uncomfortable and not just at Christmas time. So Christmas is a good way to practice asking for help. Dear, sweetheart, can you help me wrap these presents while we watch your football game today? Lovely child, I love you so much. Can you help me arrange the ornaments on the Christmas tree? Usually kids love to do that. And then they rearrange them again over and over ask for help. Number four, say no. In fact, just say it right now. Just, just so I know that you can, you can say the word no. Say no. Simple. 
It's going back to that Marie Kondo Christmas planning of only doing the things that spark joy. So if somebody says to you, hey, can you foster a family of sheepdogs through the holiday? Uh, the answer is no. Can your cousin borrow your only car because his car's in the shop, but you need your car to get to work, but you feel guilty for saying no, so you say yes anyway? No, say no. Can you provide a meal for 35 people? No. If saying no makes you break out in hives, maybe soften the blow of no. In improv, we have the term yes and, like if you're going to build on something. You're, somebody suggests something and you say yes, and then we'll do this. Great. Improv is great for that. But holiday improv, you're going to say no, but. Instead of yes and, it's no but. No, I can't foster your family of sheepdogs, but I can donate a bag of dog food. No, I can't loan you my car, weirdo cousin, but I can help you figure out the public transit system. No, I can't provide a meal for 35 people, but I can purchase several dinner rolls for the event. No, but take some of the responsibility off your shoulders. It allows you to say no and still give a little bit if you can. And again, that's only if you can. It is not a requirement. Number five, pay attention to your energy. This is the time to really take care of yourself because we're overeating and we're overdoing and we're overstressing and we're overspending and your body is depleted, your mind and your budget, everything is depleted so quickly. So don't stop moving your body. If you don't have a regular exercise program, just go walk in the rain, go walk in the snow, go outside, move your body. That's one of the best things for your mental health is to move your body. Do some yoga in the morning, do some stretches in the morning, just move your body. Keep eating healthy foods. Yes, you're gonna eat crap all month. It's a given, it's okay. But occasionally have a salad or occasionally just have a, a nice meal that isn't full of sugar because you're on sugar overload right now. Get sleep. Don't stay up till one o'clock in the morning watching some stupid Christmas Hallmark movie. You know how it ends. Just go to bed. Just go to bed. Get your sleep. And even more important, spend time alone. We tend to get very overstimulated and overscheduled and overpartied during this month. And for introverts, this month is hell. You have a calendar full of work parties and family parties and your mind just wants to curl up and shrivel into a walnut because it just is so much. So make sure that you're spending time alone, doing things that, that make you feel good. Maybe that means getting a massage. Maybe that means writing in your journal. Maybe that means meditating. Don't give up those quiet practices this month because you need them more than ever. Number six, when it comes to the holiday season, have realistic expectations. Sometimes I think we expect Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus to show up on our doorstep and everything has to be perfect and ready for them to welcome them into our home. No, don't be stupid. It's okay to not do all the things. Is it better for your family to spend every day doing an activity, but you are a hot, grumpy mess? Or is it better for your family to do a few activities where you can be fully present and involved and maybe even happy. Wow, imagine. Maybe have your dinner catered. 
Maybe you don't have to make the Christmas seven-course meal. Maybe you can buy a pre-made casserole at Sam's Club or Costco. I know the ideas are endless, and but you're thinking tradition. I have to make my my mom's ham recipe every Christmas Eve because that's the way it's been done since ham was invented. No, no, go back to saying no. Rethinking traditions. Have your catered your dinner catered. Do your decorations, and maybe take four days to set it up. You don't have to have everything set up on the very first day of December or November for all you bananas people out there who do that. And maybe hire someone to hang your Christmas lights. Just lower your expectations. Lower your responsibility. We don't have to create this mecca of Christmas galore that we think it has to be perpetrated because it's, it's just killing us and it's just not fun. And the last one, number seven, pause. I teach a yoga restore class on the last Saturday of every month. And for a lot of people, a restore class can be really, really difficult for them. It's very slow. We breathe and we hold stretches and we move very slowly and very gently. And we move like we love our bodies. And it's very, very intentional. And for people who like to come and have a really hard workout and a fast-paced movement, it can be really tough to stop. But we need the pauses. We need the rests. If you think of the pauses between words in a book, what if you took those out? The spaces between the words, everything would just run together. Or if there were no pauses between musical notes, everything was all the same cadence at a very fast speed. There'd be no emotion. There'd be no interpretation. Without the pauses, everything just rushes together. There is no distinction. There's no feeling. We need to pause this holiday season. Intentionally set aside time. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be a long pause. Maybe just sit in a comfy chair with a glass of wine or hot chocolate and put on some Christmas music. If you like that, not if you don't. And just stare at the Christmas tree lights or stare in the area where the Christmas tree would be if you would bother to put it up this year because that's a tradition that you hate. So you haven't even put it up this year. But sit in a a soft, comfy chair with a glass of something nice and close your eyes and breathe. Maybe sit and just read Christmas cookie recipes. I have so many Christmas cookie books and I don't make them all. I make my favorites every year, but I'd love to look through them and to see the creativity and the the design involved, the time it would take to make all these cookies. It's just, oh, too much. But I love looking through Christmas cookie recipe books. I know it's a little strange, but it, it gives me a pause. Maybe set aside a time to remember the people that you love that aren't with you this holiday season. Maybe they live out of state. Maybe they've passed away. You know, this first week of December is really tough for me. It, um, the 5th of December is my mom's birthday, and the 7th is the anniversary of her death. So this first week of December is really tough, and I try to set aside time to think about her because she loved Christmas, loved it, to think about the times we spent um, Christmas Day with her, waking up as a child with her, and spend time thinking about her. Spend time thinking about the people that you love because it will bring meaning back into your holiday. Maybe buy your favorite candle, your holiday scented candle, 
or maybe you have one from last year or the year before because guaranteed you do and just light it and and write in your journal or meditate or just sit in stillness and smell that beautiful candle and allow yourself to be still I think back to Ross Gay's Book of Delights where he found a delight every day to write about and just small things, just the small things. I've talked about it before on this podcast because it really impacted me and how I look at the world. So find the, the delights this holiday season because that's what you're going to remember. Some of the delights that I have in my holiday is the way my dog Jedi loves to get presents. I still do the advent calendar. We do a present every day and Jedi gets a present every few days and she loves it. She is so excited to get her present. That's a small delight for me. I have a hand-painted nativity scene in my kitchen that I gave my mom for her birthday so many years ago. And she gave it back to me before she died because she wanted me to have it. And it sits in my kitchen and it means things to me. That's a delight. The Christmas tree ornaments, they hang on my tree, featuring my daughter's school pictures from when they were kindergartners up to high school. I still love putting those on my tree every year to watch how they've changed over the years. And now my grandkids' pictures are up there. Those are small delights. So to recap, question each holiday tradition. Second, talk with your family and do only the things that you love. Marie Kondo the shit out of Christmas. Number three, ask for help. Number four, say no. Or if you can't say no, say no, but. Number five, pay attention to your energy. Number six, have realistic expectations. And number seven, pause. I hope you survive this holiday season with your budget and your mind intact, sending you all love. It is a beautiful time of year. Make sure that you celebrate. Celebrate. Love you all. Talk to you soon. To continue your journey toward love and connection, follow me at Life and Laughter Coaching on Instagram and Facebook.